save our stages? Oh, you betcha. Welcome to episode number 41 of The Thrash Report. This week, our episode is sponsored by Discover CBD Twin Cities. They have a great offer for Thrash Report listeners. Discover CBD Twin Cities offers safe, top-tier CBD products of the highest quality. All their products are third-party lab-tested, manufactured in an ISO 7 clean room. They're organically grown and sourced from Southern Colorado. They encourage you to try their brand new, relaxing, soothing, and tasty new Delta 8 line of edibles. New Delta 8 chocolate, tinctures, and gummies. Available now at discovercbdtwincities.com. Don't forget, use code THRASH for 20% off your order and free shipping. That's a great deal for you guys. Again, check out Discover CBD Twin Cities for all your CBD needs. And we want to thank them for their support. This is your weekly music commentary podcast where we discuss all things metal and heavy music. My name is Chris. And joining me, Jim Osborne. Hey, Jim, what's going on, man? So I saw two metalheads sitting in a ditch. One called the other one a son of a beaver. Beaver sitting on a log. Long came a bumblebee, stung him in the cocktail ginger ale, 50 cents a piece. If you got a problem, cram it up here. Ask me a question about those two metalheads. Which could be us, I guess. I see two right now on my screen. Oh, oh my God. That was good. That cracked me up, bro. That was great. I love it, man. Answer your question, though. Uh, a lot is up and I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I, uh, we just completed a, um, a wellness challenge, uh, at work and I walked right on the treadmill 29 days in a row. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's probably the most active I've been. I'm going to say my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a row, you know. Um, so I keep. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna keep going. Um, I walked today. Um, again, I'm. Uh, you know, baby steps. I'm only walking about a mile and a half or so. Um, but you know what? It's. Uh, it's thirty minutes, and it gets me. Gets me moving. So. No, it's all good, awesome. man. Yeah. Nice work. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it. Uh, so things are going well, man. We're spring's right around the corner. Um, Vaccines are rolling out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm crossing my fingers. I was talking with uh, with uh, someone today about, you know, what's going to be that first show you're going to go to, and I'm like, well, yeah. hey man, I got tickets to Megadeth. <laughs> let's see, let's see if this thing, let's see if they're able to pull this thing off. So, yeah, we all hope so. That's right. That's right. Cool, man. We we got a, a freaking supersize show today. Everything's bigger in America. We've got the biggest cars, the biggest houses, the biggest companies, the biggest food, and finally, the biggest people. We have so much freaking awesome metal news to talk about. Um, let's go ahead and hand it over to you for kind of the first, uh, what do we got cooking here, man? A tsunami of news. It is. Oh, yeah, I thought you'd appreciate this first one. It's, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, our man D. Snyder, teamed up with Jamie Josta and put out that record and he has another one coming out. And I thought you might like to hear this, that uh, D is going to team up with Corpse Grinder, the neck. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah, I think well, that'll be uh, pretty interesting. So, <laughs> absolutely, very cool. I knew that uh, they were going to be working on something. Um, again, for the love of metal was a freaking awesome release. I think uh, again, Jimmy Josta did an amazing job. With, uh, with all sure. the musicians on it. D. Snyder, I think he did an amazing performance. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the next release for sure. But um, yeah, the D. Snyder teaming up with The Neck. Yeah. Uh, see, it's a uh, Metal Sucks. Said their headline was D. Snyder's Hair and Corpse Grinder's Neck Together at Last. Dude, the day we never thought would happen. <laughs> Didn't even cross my mind. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, and then... Uh, I got some Gamma Bomb news. You know, I'm a huge Gamma Bomb fan. Um, it came up briefly when Jose Barales was on about Earache or uh, some record labels not treating bands too well. And for whatever reason, Gamma Bomb's first two albums have been pulled, for, or not have been, but were pulled a while ago from all streaming services. And people were pissed. The band was pissed. And yeah. now they are back on. They are streaming again. So Tales from the Grave in Space and Citizen Brain are streaming again. And uh, they, <laughs> the guy from Earache, I don't know if it's like the owner or the face of the company or whatever, he put out a video and saying the reason they took it off or the reason they weren't on there or something is because it was hard to put so much content on at one time. So Gamma Bomb, Decapitated, and there's another one I'm forgetting white something maybe but they had albums that weren't on and the comments were what i agree with that it's that's the line of bullshit i mean that is bullshit that's a total line of bullshit there's so much shit that goes on i call you i call your bullshit sir and i call it tim (laughs) oh yeah so gamma bomb is back streaming and uh philly burn the front man came out and said or no, actually, no, it was the guitarist put out a video for some fan appreciation because he said it was us, the fans, who got it back on there by bombarding this guy with questions and probably angry comments saying, where the hell is Gamma Bomb? So yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> gave in. So go check out the first two from Gamma Bomb. If you, <laughs> there's, I saw a story that, you know, those kids books where it's like a, association books where the a is for apple b is for balloon oh yeah well if you press g is for guitar yeah and when you press the g holy wars by megadeth plays no way (laughs) (laughs) that's freaking awesome did they uh is that licensed content (laughs) i'm guessing so i'm guessing dave said it was cool so (laughs) That's awesome. Very cool. Leapfrog's children's book plays Megadeth Holy Wars riff when you press G for guitar. Yeah, and there's some of these. I mean, nah, this isn't a book, but um, they had like a kid's toy. It was like a caterpillar, and it had like a keyboard on it for legs. Yeah. And it had like A, B, C, the alphabet on it. And um, if you press the F, it'd go F. And then if you press the U, it would say, uh-uh. Pressing four and Q on a kid's toy never gets old. <laughs> couldn't swear on it oh that's pretty good 
so I broke it. <laughs> At least they had the, the the foresight to say, you know what, kids are gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. So no f you and your parents when you're that young, I guess. Got to learn right. it somewhere else. Get on the school bus. School bus, school bus, school bus. <laughs> Name the band. Name the band. You know that band? Oh God, I've heard it. Um... Sod. That's where I was leaning. That sounds like something they would do. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. My first thought was Psycho Stick. Ah, yes. <laughs> Way back when, in an early episode, we were talking about the TV show Paradise City, which is a yeah. spinoff of the movie um, American Satan. Mm -hmm. And when Jose Mangan was on, we asked him about this, and he said, actually, I do have news. So as he predicted, or knew, I guess, that March is now the release for Paradise City, the TV show. You write a song about how you really feel being in the face of this big rock band. Everybody counting on you, the golden boy. Get me in a room with Johnny Faust. Your eyes are so blinded by the spotlights that you can't even see the emotion on the faces of everyone around you that love you, that work for you, that play for you. You tell them the truth and you're dedicated to them. Streaming on Prime Video, and it starts March 25th. Nice. Where, uh, where rock and roll is where God and the devil shake hands. Yeah, it's so evil they're actually shaking hands. It's awesome. Not a fist bump or a wave. <laughs> Pandemic is over by the 25th, according <laughs> to this. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, it's you know what? It'll be uh yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna watch it for sure. Yep. Yeah, and uh I just saw this today, or I heard uh, Ricky Rackman, of course, the one of the probably the best host of um, Headbangers Ball way back in the day. And uh, I know he was teasing something a week or two ago that's saying something's coming back or we got some big news. I'm like, hmm, this ought to be cool. The people at, at Gimme Metal kind of had the same feeling like I do. Like every, we're all in it. And, and NotFest as well, which is so cool that NotFest come on board. The primary reason that we're all in this is purely we love this kind of music. And I love this type of music. And today I saw that Ricky is back with The Ball. It'll be called The Ball, and it's on Gimme Metal TV starting March 27th at 9 o'clock Eastern, and it is free. And it's uh, basically like Headbangers Ball. He's going to be playing old school videos, new stuff, and cool yep get it get it on the app store android or ios store give me uh, or on gimme metal.com dude yep i'm in oh, i'm in <laughs> i mean it's so easy you can go look on youtube and find anything you want and but i think just the, having a structure of a show and someone talking to you through the tv it's cool it's good format heck yeah it brings you back that's where a lot of my music discovery came from you know, you would see a band and you'd see one track and you're like, holy F, this blew me away. Actually, I'm going to talk about that coming up here on one of the stories where I first discovered them on Headbangers Ball. And yeah. I, I just, dude, I'm a killer fan now. So, yeah, I found out some bands there too. And actually, how I heard about Headbangers Ball and a couple other bands, there was this guy named Rob. 
when I was growing up. Uh, one of my friends, a classmate of mine, he was dating this girl and she was like babysat for this lady every day. She's a college student that she's babysitting for. So we'd go hang out there sometimes. And the guy across the hall was this you know, big long haired dude. I was wearing black and his name was Rob. I found out I'd actually talked to him before because his phone number was 625-F-U-C-K. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yep. So the reason I talked to him before is because, you know, being a young kid, you prank call like back when you could before cell phones and all that shit. So he'd go, he'd answer the phone like, hey, man, you know, your number is 625, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. He'd get pissed and yell at us. And then. Hello, is Mike there? Last name, Rutch. Hold on. I'll check. My crotch! My crotch! Hey, has anybody seen my crotch? And I'll probably a year or two later actually meet the dude because <laughs> he tells a story about his phone number and how people call him and then I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, but, uh, anyway, he was a huge metalhead and used to record Headbangers Ball and then we'd go there and we'd watch it. And, you know, he'd always, I remember he's talking about the Judgment Night soundtrack. He's like, man, Biohazard kicks ass, but Onyx fucking sucks. <laughs> like okay i gotta check out biohazard this guy says it's cool you know so, yep. then i think he's one of the he introduced my friend to white zombie and then my friend told me about white zombie and yeah so uh short story long i guess yeah. uh, that's my intro to headbangers balls rob who was number was six two five fuck and actually i kicked him in the balls once too <laughs> literally <laughs> super hard oh my god <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why this guy didn't kill me, but <laughs> I was gonna say, and why would you? Well, we were playing this game where it wasn't exactly <laughs> kickball, but um, we were kicking a ball up in the air, <laughs> and it went way up. And I was staring at the ball, and I was walking towards it. You know, like uh, feet eye coordination. I'm walking towards it. I see it, and I'm gonna kick it, and I'm gonna kick it as high as I can. So I wind up, and. <laughs> I was like, like that's not a little plastic ball. What the hell is that? And I look, and then Rob's just on the ground. Like, oh. Dude, it was like up into his abdomen. I heard, I you know, when you started telling the story, I'm like, we're playing this game, and I'm thinking to myself, a game where you're kicking each other in the balls? What? Oh no, not each other. Everyone just kicks him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you got for news? Um, you know what? So, um, I want to start with this story. Um, it's actually a really, really good story. We're going to talk about the Grammys. So I'm sure everyone has heard by now. Body Count wins Best Metal Performance at this year's Grammy Awards. Um, You're not a metal band. <laughs> for Bum Rush. And uh, again, we know Bum Rush is from their la last year's album, Carnivore, which, again, they have yet to play live. They actually yeah. didn't even get to tour for that album yet um, because of COVID. But it was interesting too, because I've been following, you know, obviously I follow uh, uh, Final Level, I follow uh, Ice-T. Yeah. And it's funny because he, he mentions how, you know, it's really great all these people reaching out to him after the, after, you know, Body Count had, had won this, this Grammy and surprised that he has this band called Body Count. And he's like, <laughs> bro, we've been touring for 30 years. Yeah. So, but he said that he's still really, again, humbled and it's cool that people are recognizing it but uh his response was absolutely crazy he uh through his social media channels you know we always say grammys whatever whatever where i'm nominated 
Oh, God. Wow. We won. All right. I'm, all right, look. Let's start <laughs> off by saying shout out to the members that aren't here. Beatmaster V, Moose Man, D-Rock that started the band like 30 years ago. Now all the new members, Vincent Price, Ill Will, Juan of the Dead, uh, my, my son, Little Ice, Shawnee Sean, and, 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 and the, the, the true member, Ernie C. Then we got to give a shout out to Will Putney that made our band sound like we've never sounded before. Century Media for keeping us in the game all these years. We're still making albums. And uh, he said, um, quote, uh, WTF, you know, what the fuck just happened? Wow. Speechless respect to Riley Gale, RIP and Power Trip. So it's pretty cool. He did a shout out to Riley. Yeah. Um, the real time reaction video of when he found out that uh that body count one is is freaking awesome we'll we'll have a link to that in uh in the show notes and it's cooler his face or his daughter's i know right it was they're so excited he had his daughter on his lap it was it was just super cool he said um basically uh you know once this was when the album came out um last year he goes on to say you know once we understand that we mostly have all the same enemies now we're powerful and you can't stop the power. So if you stop becoming distracted by what the media is trying to tell us and we all unite, we put everyone on the same side and you can't stop the bum rush. And it was just awesome. That video for the song is too killer. I was telling you before the show that I listened to that this morning again and I just, it was stuck in my head all day. So we'll definitely have the video in the show notes. So. Congratulations to Ice-T and uh, and Body Count for winning Best Metal Performance at the Grammys this year. It's pretty badass. Very cool. Yep. You listen to them, they're metal. Yeah, he's obviously made famous for being a rapper, but I mean, the music's definitely metal. Oh, totally. Raps over it and shit, but don't Don't tell me it's not metal. (laughs) It's good. I mean, like Bum Rush, it's really cool once they hit the, uh, like hit the refrain and you got the double kick going and it's like, it's freaking yeah, it's metal, dude. <laughs> so okay. it's cool, and and we know that. I mean, we know he's a fan. I mean, they've covered you know they've covered Slayer and shit, right? Yeah. So it's uh it's pretty awesome. And the speed and the precision of Slayer, one of my favorite groups, and always will be. Yeah, I think my favorite performance of his is the Ice-T commercial he was in. You remember that one a couple years ago? I don't. 
Oh, man. Is that iced tea? Lemonade. Iced tea? It's with these people, man. Lemonade. Read the sign. Lemonade. Read it. Okay. Delicious. Iced tea at a lemonade stand? Surprising. <laughs> That's awesome. Freaking hilarious. That's very cool. Yeah, I love that guy. Yep. Um, uh, talking about Dave Mustaine and his top quotes. They had like 50 of them. You know, and some of them are, you know, Dave Mustaine-isms. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of mega Dave. That's kind of the way he is. But you know what? He definitely has, again, you know, he was one of the, you know, founding, you know, one of the big four, right? He helped define a genre. Um, you can't deny that, um, you know, what he's contributed to the metal community, obviously. And I still think that, again, some of these people that are just very successful, again, I, I've mentioned before, I get super stoked about kind of motivation, productivity. So I just want to go through a couple of these that are, are pretty amazing. And one of the big ones is um, when Dave Mustaine talks about reaching your goals, it's pretty simple how to make it happen. You don't have a plan B, right? Like you have a goal, that's your plan A, you make it fucking happen, right? So that one was pretty cool. Um, one could argue that plan B was Megadeth. Oh, oh, touche. <laughs> that was good. Um, that was good. And, uh, and of course, this is the one thing too, when Dave was diagnosed with, with uh, throat cancer back in 2019, mm -hmm. um, you know, am I, I thought, am I afraid? And he says, no, I'm just fucking pissed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> miracle of modern medicine that helps, but still you got to have that positive attitude you got to have the spirits to to kick you know kick cancer in the ass um, another one about appreciating his fans this was actually really cool too you know he talks about when you look at the price of tickets right which you know tickets obviously have been <laughs> definitely getting more and more expensive as, as time goes on right the economy yeah. isn't necessarily really great especially for like younger people and when they just get out of going to college. They end up like waiting tables, right? They have a degree, they have all this, you know, student debt. And, you know, when he goes out on stage, he wants to give the absolute best to the audience when it comes down to being passionate about the performance. Because you know what? People spend their hard-earned money on that shit. So I thought that was pretty cool, pretty moving. Um, uh, another one where he, he talks about, you know, Megadeth's place in the whole scheme of things, right? Their place in the big four or the metal genre. And he says, you know, he has days where he's woken up and thought, you know, does he matter, right? Is he still relevant? And listening to all the bands that have, you know, come and gone over the years. And it's, he kind of thinks, you know, what has happened to Megadeth? So you kind of wonder, you know, where they're at. I mean, you, you, obviously going through some of the stuff when they take some risks, <laughs> I mean, that, right they they release those albums where they're going to be they released you know system has failed when they're going through lineup changes and mm -hmm. you know where are they at and do they, are they relevant and uh again that's one of those things where they stand the test of time right for sure yeah and uh and, and one of the last things here is he does say that he he doesn't want his worth and his esteem to be the value um, to, to come from being in a band where Dave really wants basically contribute more than just being in a band. Right. 
And mm-hmm. so um, I think that's that's really cool too, because obviously he's helped a lot of people with music. He's provided tons of people with music that gets them through life, right? We all know the power of music, but he just wants to contribute more and have his value more than, than just being in a band, which is pretty cool. So thank you, Dave, for everything you do and uh, looking forward to uh, to next things that are coming for sure. Yeah. Can't wait to hear his new album, his or Megadeth's. <laughs> yeah. What about the other David and Megadeth? Dave Ellison. Oh, dude. Dude, what, what do we got? What do we got cooking here? Something about a horror movie? Yeah, I just heard this the other day. Uh, Dave Ellison is a he's a horror movie fan, and he is working on or about to release a movie called Dwellers. He's keeping busy between writing books and fiction books, nonfiction books, and making movies. Yeah, you know, Andy, Andy had a solo release come out last year too. Um, yeah, that's really cool. And again, I'm a huge horror fan. I probably watch one or two horror movies every week. Yeah. <laughs> some of them, some of them not so good, <laughs> you know, um, but some of them are, are pretty, pretty killer. And I always look for something new. So I'm excited. Pretty about killer. <laughs> um, you can be so, the witty one now. That's right. <laughs> um, in the past, we've talked about, you know, like pirate metal. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I thought this was a little interesting. Um, metal hammer goes to talk about, some of metal's weirdest subgenres, <laughs> and some of these I didn't know were a thing. <laughs> um, again, you know, I don't always kind of like, I don't know, kind of shove metal into a, into a particular thing. Like I, I think metal is metal, and I like it because I mean I like thrash, I like some doom stuff, I like some power metal, right? Some European stuff, whatever. It's metal, metal. But some of like, these are like, pretty, uh... cra- pretty crazy. Yeah, like foot fetish metal. Is that a thing? <laughs> it probably is. You probably. <laughs> um, but they they start out here talking about that there actually is uh, negative wizard metal, <laughs> which is a thing. I have to ask those are, I mean, not joking around or trying to be funny. Is there a positive wizard metal? I, I, I don't know. All I know is this one has songs of, um, like song names, like high mastery of the woeful arts and a song titled drunk on wisdom of unicorn semen. Huh? I, I don't know, but yeah. So we have, we I've have drinking whiskey this whole time. Shit. <laughs> we have negative wizard metal. We have Nintendo core. <laughs> um, also known as like nerdcore, um, I have a couple of CDs. I have a CD of a band called uh, Mini Bosses, and they did uh, they would cover a bunch of like video game music, but it was okay. metal. It was metal. <laughs> so, and there's also you guys have probably heard of the the band uh, Power Glove. <laughs>
you've heard of that yes. which again it's like metal but like video game and like they have one that's uh saturday morning cartoon theme songs but it's all metal uh pretty cool yeah i know a guy who's like i think he's like a self-proclaimed metal genre guy we should get him on sometime At, yeah that'd be great because i there is there is one that um metal hammer claims that they are kind of an entry-level kid-friendly version of guar and it's <laughs> actually dinosaur metal This, this band is called Heaviosaurus. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and tell you, um, there's also Porno Grind. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh, that was in the news. Someone in a band did something, or no, someone famous did something stupid and it came out there into Porno Grind metal on. That was the first I'd heard of it. I, uh, this is the first that I've heard about it, and there's some bands out there called uh, Menstrual Munchies, <laughs> <laughs> Butt and Cock, and ball torture. Go ahead and get your porno grind on. And then one of the last ones here we're going to talk about, uh, actually two more because I can't pass up, Progressive Alien Deathcore. So again, they have bands like Rings of Saturn, Xenomorphic Contamination. Um, you just, you, you can't make that stuff up. But also with the last one here, Shakespeare Metal. And yes, that is uh, a genre. You can go grab oh, written in iambic pentameter. It is, and it has your favorite sonnet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Shakespeare metal, they do this with just squealing guitar and blast beats. It's pretty freaking awesome. So there's a band called the Metal Shakespeare Company. So we'll I'll go ahead and we'll post uh, a couple of those in the show notes. Yeah, um, what's the band that they're all, oh, it's, they're, all, they're all dressed like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons? Yes, Oakley Dokley. Yes. They're all Ned Flanders inspired metal band.
their hits called Godspeed Little Doodle <laughs> White Wine Spritzer. Nice. Max Sabbath, drive through metal. Where it's <laughs> it's Max Sabbath. It's like Black Sabbath tribute band, and they're all dressed like uh Ronald McDonald and Grimace. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, if you have any crazy weird subgenres of metal, we'd love to hear about it. Go ahead and kick them over to us. Uh the thrash report at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page or on the socials. You can always reach out to us at thrashreport.com as well. So we've talked a little bit about books in the past and mm -hmm. we have a brand new book it came out yesterday. Um, I'm probably going to listen to this one. Um, it's called nothing but a good time. The uncensored history of the eighties hard rock explosion. This book was released um, by authors Tom Bajour and Richard Beanstock. Um, this is the definitive no hold bards oral history, <laughs> oral history of 1980s hard rock and hair metal told by the musicians and the industry insiders who lived it. I found out about this actually because I, I follow Dee Snyder and yeah. he, he posted it and said, hey, I have a lot to say. <laughs> about this. So evidently a lot of this is quoted. Um, a lot of him is quoted in here. So um, it goes on to say that this, uh, this book, Hard Rock in the 80s is this crazy, intensely creative wellspring of escapism and perfectly encapsulated, maybe even helped define an over the top decade. Indeed, the fist pumping hits like Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it. Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls. And let's not forget Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. They are kind of linked to this era of Reaganomics, Pac-Man, and the movie E.T. But uh, the crazy thing about this book is that the foreword was written by none, none other than Stone Sour and Slipknot vocalist Corey Taylor, who is an avowed glam metal fanatic. This book actually has over 200 new interviews from members of, of bands like Van Halen, Motley Crue, Poison, GNR, Skid Row, Bon Jovi, Rat, Twisted Sister, Warrant, Winger, Cinderella, Quiet Riot, and as well as Ozzy Osbourne and Lita Ford and more. I'm excited to hear something new about the, uh, you know, the rise and fall of the, the Decade That Rocked, which is another documentary movie called The Decade That Rocks. But still, um, this book, nothing but a good time. Go find it wherever you get your books. Looking forward to check that out. Cool. What's one of your, uh, what's one of your hair band, 80s hair band, guilty pleasures? What do you like? 80s Pantera, I guess. All right. All right. I'll give you that one. Never really got okay. into it, but uh, probably if I had to pick like a glam band from the 80s, I'd go with Motley Crue. Yeah. They seem kind of on the fence of what side of it's glam or metal. Or I think they're from, from the bands I've heard. I think they're about the heaviest. Mick Mars is an awesome riff writer. Sure. Yep. No, I get that. You know, I remember sitting in the room playing Nintendo. <laughs> and you're listening to uh, Gene R, Motley Crue. We listened to Rat, too. I remember listening to that. Would that be Nintendo Metal, then? It was. <laughs> and actually, I want to be honest. Um, no shame here. I did like a couple Winger songs.
pretty the good. The only thing I know about Winger is that they were considered lame because Stuart from Beavis and Butthead wore a Winger shirt. <laughs> oh, um, actually, I just listened to last week um, a little bit of Warrant. All right, Ooh, dude, Uncle Uncle Tom's Cabin. That's the one. Yeah, dude, yeah. that was a killer track. Actually, you know oh, what? They mentioned Cinderella, dude. Cinderella Night Songs, fucking awesome album, dude. <laughs> and I had the guitar tablature book, mm-hmm. and I played like every fucking riff. Dude, Hell on Wheels, oh my God. In From the Outside, um, the whole fucking album rules. <laughs> Cinderella, Night Songs, fucking killer album. That's all Put your pants back on. Sorry, sorry. Getting, getting a little excited, bro. It's that porn metal you're talking about. <laughs> getting you all porny. You got some yeah. news about uh, Mr. Rob Zombie. Yes, we do. He dropped his new album last week. I listened to it once. Um, it was uh what <laughs> this is what i always say about things like oh it sounds just like him <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm not too familiar with his stuff after um hellbilly deluxe mm-hmm. but what i have heard this is in the same vein i mean it's i was entertained i liked it i had the i came downstairs and cranked it it was dark and just laying there listening to it so it was Cool to do, but uh, I bring him up not for his new album, but he is also making a new movie about the Munsters. No way. Yeah. So I think, I mean, just knowing his art style is creativity and his eye for things i think this could be pretty cool now i i gotta tell you that i'm a huge fan of the monsters i remember i i remember watching it i remember like after school it was like the thing like i remember i had the matchbox car that was like the monster mobile oh yeah um so i'm a fan that's what rob zombie drives in dragula right isn't like a monsters thing i think so um i just i really hope that this is good yeah so what are the chances that that same actor that's in all of his other movies is going to be in there? You think his wife's going to be in there again? Could be. Probably. <laughs> Odds are good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So do we know when? Do we know? Is it just announced that it's going to happen? We don't know if like what production dates or anything. No release dates, but announced more on this as we know about it. Cool. Well, I'm I'm down. I will definitely go see that. And actually, you know what? I'm excited to actually start going to see movies again. It'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Popcorn, the whole deal. Speaking yeah. of movies, we got we got a handful of movie news. Um, this next one I want to talk about is a, a new movie coming out. This film coming out called The Retaliators. It's out June twenty first. Sarah was found with her hands zip tied to the steering wheel. Tell me you have a lead or something. 
This movie is kind of a thriller horror movie about an upstanding pastor uncovers a dark and twisted underworld as he searches for answers surrounding his daughter's brutal murder. But this movie features appearances by Bad Wolves, Tommy Lee, Five Finger Death Punch, Escape the Fate, Ice Nine Kills, From the Ashes to New, Eva Under Fire, and The Who. And uh, yeah, I, I, got, I watched the, the trailer today. And uh, yeah, dude, I'm, again, I'm, I'm excited. So it's out a few months here. So in June, it'll be out. We'll have the, the teaser trailer posted in the show notes. So yeah, looking forward to that movie, The Retaliators. And yeah, sounds good. Yeah, if we look at another uh, another movie that got an Oscar nod, this is a movie that's on uh, Amazon Prime right now, The Sound of Metal. And the cool thing is that uh, actor Riz Ahmed, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, Riz Ahmed was nominated for Best Actor Portrayal awesome. of a Metal Drummer. And we'll have, again, we'll have the trailer here. I, I did watch this movie during a series of adrenaline-fueled one-night gigs, right? This, like, punk metal band. This drummer, uh, Riz Ahmed, portrays this drummer named Ruben. But he starts experiencing intermittent hearing loss. So can you imagine it would absolutely just be devastating if you're in a band like that and you start to, to lose your hearing. Mm-hmm. And so um, when a specialist in the movie, when a specialist tells him that the condition it will rapidly worsen, he thinks his music career and his life is over. Um, obviously, I don't want to give away anything, no spoilers here, but uh, you know, the, the, his girlfriend and bandmate in the movie gets him checked into a, 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 a clinic, um, kind of a sober house environment for the deaf and the the crazy thing is that the actor um to prepare for that role um ahmed studied uh american sign language with a coach for nearly a year so that he could bring authenticity to the film so that's pretty badass like commitment there so yeah check out sound of metal um yeah horns up to to riz for that best actor uh nomination there oscar medal this next movie is a documentary. I got to be honest, I it kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't really, I wasn't really tracking them anymore, but I was a huge fan of this band back in the 90s. And I'm talking about the band Life of Agony. So Life of Agony has this documentary film that's out called The Sounds of Scars. They actually have an offering right now, this director's cut virtual screening. You can go get your tickets now. You can also purchase packages that include t-shirts and and DVDs and, and other things. Um, and they have an exclusive virtual screening of this documentary directed by Lee Brooks. This is a heartfelt 90 minute feature film. It includes tons of like never before seen footage, interviews and an original score. Um, the score and soundtrack is out now. I didn't realize this came out last year, the soundtrack, but this movie isn't out until Friday, April 16th. And you can actually view it from the 16th through May 3rd. And when you do that, you get access to a bonus Q&A discussion with the band and the director on making of the film. And it's moderated by none other than our uh, previous guest, Sirius XM Liquid Metals host, Sean the Butcher. 
Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And I know we were talking about this beforehand um, that, you know, River Runs Red, you know, gets played on, on liquid metal. So this was really goes through their success of their groundbreaking 1993 debut album, River Runs Red. And uh, Rolling Stone at the time said it was one of the greatest metal albums of all time when it was released back in 1993. And it also, this interesting thing, this film also goes into kind of a deep dive into the lead vocalist Mina Caputo's gender transition. So those of you may remember in those earlier releases, it was Keith and he actually went through a gender transition. And so, you know, we've never, he goes on to quote, we've never avoided those tough conversations. We didn't pretend to have all the answers. And, but the film is really a roadmap with a lot of lessons. It shows tons of vulnerability, moments of falling downward, but also where they rise and be strong as well. So it's kind of the gift of imperfection is what he says. So again, we'll have the, the trailer in the show notes. Um, I invite you guys to check them out. I'm a huge fan, like their first two albums, River Runs Red, I could never get enough. This is one where I first discovered them on Headbangers Ball. They played the, the song uh, through and through. And so I listened to that, uh, that CD nonstop. Um, I'm a huge fan. Then uh, 1995 followed up with their uh, second CD called Ugly. And that was really cool too, because they had, again, it was just so heavy and the, the lyrical content, just everything was so, so passionate. I love it. They have a, a song on there called Lost at 22. And I was like, yeah, man, I could totally relate. Like when I was 22 and you had no fucking clue of what's going on like what are you gonna do with your life right and then i want to say they kind of went downhill <laughs> some of the albums after that um yeah soul searching sun just didn't really um and it's interesting you know we, we talked about mina caputo's gender transition now i saw life of agony when they opened for anthrax here locally in the cities and again killer fucking show i just i loved it it was so cool to see them live it was awesome. One of the things where, you know, you had no idea at the time, but Keith was on stage singing and again, sounded killer, brutal show. But yeah, you know, all the power to him. I think it's great that, you know, again, they still stay together. They're, they're doing what they do. And uh, you know what? He had the strength and the, the guts to, to be, be public and open about going through that transition. So all the power to you. I know he had, uh, I'm sorry, she had a couple, uh, a solo release as well. Again, I listened to it. Um, again, it wasn't, it's just, it's not what those first two albums of life of agony were, which again, I'm still just an absolute diehard fan. So cool. Yeah. Like, I've never really got into them. I think, um, what'd you say? Soul searching sun. Is that, I think that was their third release. I think. 
Yeah, I bought, I think that must have been the first one that came out after I got into metal and I saw it released in a magazine or something. So I picked it up and didn't really get into it. So I don't, I didn't uh, check out their back catalog or follow them or anything. And then I do hear Sean talk about them a lot and hear them on liquid metal every once in a while. And, you know, I don't mind them. I just never got into them, but this documentary sounds awesome. I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, for sure. They they do have they do have a a newer release um, called A Place Where There's No More Pain that came out in 2017. It, again, this is my opinion. It just doesn't have the power or the I don't know the word like the passion, right? The it just doesn't move me as much as those first two albums. So yeah, cool, cool. It's awesome. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into some releases. What do we got, Jim? Well, there's something. It's a new release. It's not exactly music, but since we we're talking about movies, it fits in pretty well. So uh, Long Live Rock came out last weekend. It's a documentary basically about metal. Uh, Jose's featured in it. Jose Mangan's featured in it. And uh, oh, it talks about the scene, the fans and bands and stuff. So I. So, so it's, it's, it's playing now? Yep. It came out last Friday. Um, I couldn't find it streaming anywhere, but I found it for rent. Oh, okay. Cool. So I can just do a search for it. You should be able to find it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe that, I'll add that to my weekend, weekend watching. I have a, a new release. Again, I'm a little, little late to the game. This came out a couple months ago. It's a local band called Grief Collector, and they have a lyric video for the track Winter Sick. This is um, from their upcoming album that is coming out this year called End Delirium. They're really good. Um, and again, they're locally based here out of the Twin Cities. Um, we'll definitely have that added to our YouTube playlist and have links in the show notes. So make sure you, again, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel and get those updates every episode where we have a playlist with all of the videos and stuff that we talk about. So make sure you uh go do that and then also uh go pre-order and delirium that's the new grief collector album coming out in uh in 2021 dude concerts and calendars i know i'm so excited dude <laughs> we talked about this dude what's this next one what's this first one we're going to talk about yes yeah, a video on facebook of philip beach and solmo <laughs> dude that was almost spot on Philip H. Anselmo here making a announcement. Me and the Illegals, PHA and the Illegals, Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals. We are doing the vulgar display of Pantera live April 9th. Fuck <laughs> on <Welcome> homeboy. <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals are going to and down are going to do a vulgar display of pantera live stream april 9th all pantera songs live stream that sounds pretty awesome 
Heck yeah. Dude, April 9th. I'm putting it on the calendar. That'll be freaking badass. Yeah. Do we know? So is that is that a paid paid event you, or order tickets or do we know yet? I just checked. It's already on my calendar. That's how freaking awesome I am. <laughs> I already put it on my Tree thought it. Yeah. And then uh, they've been talking on liquid metal lately um, about the metal, metal detector, their second installment of that. They had, um, it was like a live set. Um, it was spirit box tetrarch. Yeah. They're, they're doing a part two now. And I heard Jose talking about it yesterday, but I was also working at the time. So I didn't catch all the details and I haven't seen anything posted, but it's um, two of the bands are enforced and summoning the lich. Oh, okay. We've talked about enforced on here before and yep. so i was curious who the third one was so today i texted mr sean the butcher and asked him if he knew who the third one was and then <laughs> he has a string of responses so if you can just picture his demeanor and hear his voice like oh our headliner who i don't know if i'm allowed to say <laughs> my band from my hometown <laughs> like ah, oh, okay i know who it is so I said, ah, I heard Jose talking about it yesterday, but I was working and didn't catch it all. Is it a secret? <laughs> he said, no, I don't think so, but we haven't officially announced the whole thing to the public. Got it. And he said that uh, he doesn't know if the info's out yet and that Jose knows better than he does. So, <laughs> so sure. I told him I was going to talk about it on the podcast, and I said, maybe i just share this text thread instead. Yeah. No, I three bands, two of them are enforced and summoning the Lich, and I gave you a couple of clues to the other one. There you go. So I enforced, I did listen to that new oh. album that dropped. Yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy, dude. Yeah, and I think um, just uh, just jumping back to last week, we had Bill on, Paranorm. Yeah. Dude, that that one is killer. Like I was listening to that new Paranorm yeah. like nonstop. And just to let you know, uh, I just looked it up. So uh, Philip H. and Selma and the Illegals do a vulgar display of Pantera live Friday, April 9th. Dude, streaming tickets pre-order for $12.50. You can't afford not to do it. Special guests, King Parrot. Never heard of them. I'm excited, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do that for for twelve fifty. Man, April has so much shit coming out. I know. It'll be a good month. Is this gonna happen or not, Jim? I'm gonna <laughs> ask you. Is this gonna happen? Now, it's been rumored forever. But rumors are heating up again. This came out again just a couple days ago. Battle of the Metal Gods. It's been reported that one of the most anticipated tours of all time, a co-headline between Iron Maiden and Judas Priest uh, <laughs> taking place arenas across the U.S. next year, 2022, and be supported by the Thrash King's Testament. Dude, it, that'd be it'd be freaking awesome. So yeah. uh, I'm excited if uh, if that absolutely does happen. I, you know, I would almost consider, I don't know, jump into a couple different shows. <laughs> Hitting Minneapolis, then, you know, hitting another city or something, Chicago or something. Um, what does something leak or does a promoter, you know, get some data? What are your thoughts? Is this thing really going to happen? Um, all of that aside with all this COVID shit, who knows? I'm going to say no. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah. Plan and postpone it and then cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, hopefully it does. I mean, this would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, they they go on to say too that it will include um, some other undisclosed bands as well. So you'd have some some opening bands. I bet you anything it would be Raven's Age. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like Maiden doesn't tour with anybody except uh, Raven's Age. Um, so well, you know, they, you got to keep it in the family, right? 
So let's go ahead and jump into trivia. Jim, what do you got, man? Well, I just think we were talking about Ricky Rackman and wait, thing that, yeah, the Reverend Ricky Rackman, the Reverend, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thinking about him, the first thing that popped into my mind was his appearance or one of his appearances in the Pantera home videos. Are you familiar with those? Um, I have watched them. Um, I don't have them memorized though, but yes, I have watched them. Yeah, he was kind of teasing Pantera a little bit and like he didn't know who they were. And he's like, who would, so I was wondering if you knew the name that he calls the band Pantera. No, I don't. Like, who's the band? Uh, the Tempora band? Tempora? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Not really the best trivia, but that's just first thing I thought of. So that's <laughs> all right. It's all good, man. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump back in the day. We're going to go back. Uh, you have an interesting one. Is this back from uh, 2000? Yes, sir. It's kind of the new metal area. It's I don't know if I'd really consider these guys new metal, but they're kind of lumped in with all that. But uh, Spine Shame, they were around for a little bit. Uh, I saw them at one of the Ozfests, and I got a one of those free compilation discs, and they had a song on there. Awesome! So I checked them out, and then saw them live a few times. At uh, like I saw them with Disturbed once, and couple festivals but i think they had three or four albums but my album from 2000 is the height of callousness that's the one i'm most familiar with and i just remember loving every song and their style really? was cool and that's awesome i, I was gonna say uh we, we talked before the show um spine shank is one where i i recognize the name but i don't know if i would recognize a song what's one of the what's one of the the main standout tracks that i'd know the height of callousness the song um okay. New Disease, I think those are probably the two biggest ones, Seamless. Cool, man, so that's 21 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, who feels old now? <laughs> Still you. <laughs> yeah, so um, check out Spine Shank. Check out Spine Shank, the height of callousness. And again, we'll add that to the, the show notes. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and follow up from some, uh, from previous stories. What do we got? Story that's kind of a uh, locally, and our metal scene is pretty cool, but we've talked about uh, save our stages and we're hoping that our favorite venues can get through this mess of shit we're going through. So I've mentioned the venue here in La Crosse that I love called The Warehouse. Yes. And they're doing a fundraiser, or they, they had some funds that they were gonna use to buy new equipment and improve the place and the, their system, but they had to use that to you know kind of keep their head above water and that stuff, so they have a, they're talking about doing a fundraiser and then Brian W. Fleming, who is the drummer and vocalist for Rigtime, who we've talked about before, local lacrosse hardcore band, two member band, it's he and his wife, Rebecca. If you've never been to the warehouse, they have all the stairs in the world are in their hallways. <laughs> it's up three flights and it's kind of a, I've seen bands talk about lacrosse and Oh, yeah, the warehouse, man, those steps. <laughs> Dude, you don't, you don't have to haul all your gear up there, do you? You do. Oh, my God. So it's, it's three levels. You, had, 
you're on street level you go in it's just a door there's not like a storefront or anything you just it says warehouse and there's a door you walk in and then there's this huge row of steps you get to the top you pay and then there's like the merch booths are there and bathrooms and a couple other rooms and then you go up another flight of stairs and then there's a platform you turn around and go up even more stairs and i think i saw there's 49 total <laughs> so this brian who's a staff member at the warehouse he said well to kick this thing off let's uh, if we can raise a thousand dollars by tomorrow i will haul this fully loaded base cabinet up all the stairs by myself <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great yep so that was this weekend and they did raise the money i donated some too because that's an awesome place it's a alcohol free place it's all ages and that's another thing that rig time does is um i believe they do not play any show unless it's all ages cool it's awesome yeah, so it's a great place and they raised the funds and he's gonna haul it up they're gonna have two cameras on it filming it um <laughs> i would have already done it but it's snowed down here and there's a little safety issue involved if you got wet feet and you're trying to carry a base cabinet up 49 stairs <laughs> sure so wow. we'll wait for it to melt and dry up and then the video will be up yeah, cool. so i just wanted to share that to uh support your local venues and local music all right well hey jim this is going to wrap it up for uh, episode 41 um i want to thank everyone for listening we really do appreciate it um again make sure you leave a review wherever you get your podcasts you can always reach out we want to hear from you um let us know at the thrash report at gmail.com you can reach out to us on our facebook page as well as on Twitter and Instagram at Thrash Report. Don't forget, we have um, show notes and uh, for all of our episodes, and you can reach us um, at thrashreport.com as well. You can also support us, uh, thrashreport.com. Go ahead and click support us. It's You can start at like 99 cents a month. That really helps us bring you live, new, fresh content every week. We really do appreciate all your support. Thank yes, you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Stay metal, and we'll see you next time on The Thrash Report. Goodbye. Thank you. See ya.